Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. All right, on the stage here, we got the interns. We call the internship the all-in. And at the end of their internship is the dream project. It's pretty much an opportunity for them to have a thesis, uh, for them to dream, pray fast, and believe God for so much of what could be done in them and what could be done through them. And for them to see a need in the city, for them to see a need uh, in city life, and for them to just really say, okay, uh, what would I paint? If I'm given a blank canvas, what would I paint? And to believe things are good. And we get an opportunity today, uh, they're going to share for three minutes. We got to hear this and I was really touched. And here's what I pray. I pray there's an impartation for your life. Because when I heard this, it was an impartation for my life. And here's what I meant by that, is I was inspired and challenged to go do more. And I was thinking, there's things I need to finish, there's things I need to start, and there's other things that I need to remove. Because we have to purge sometimes. We got to prune. And all of that, those thoughts came to me when they shared last week. Uh, and so they did that for 20 minutes, and now they've condensed it to three. And so we're going to have a shot clock on the screen. They got three minutes, and you guys can look down there, um, and you'll see the clock there as well. And, and if you don't see that, I'll just give a friendly reminder. I'll just yell out real quickly uh, the rules of engagement. will just be uh, 30. I'll just throw out a 30. I'll be like, 30. And that means you got 30 seconds left, okay, before the shot clock is over, and it's a turnover. All right, to the next person. Anyway, so I'm going to get out of the way. Let's get this started. Let's give it up for Devin. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, man. So, so glad to be here. So glad you guys are here to celebrate with us. I'm going to jump in real quick and just kind of tell you uh, what my project is. And all of our projects are tied very deeply to our own narratives, our own stories. And I grew up three blocks from here as a young man in Lansing. Um, you know, my family, praise God for my family, my mom and my dad and all those people. But we, we did deal with some issues growing up, some financial issues, some family issues. Um, and at the age of 13, I wanted to commit suicide. I had a suicide attempt. And I started to realize that, man, what would give my life purpose and the people who did that were not only my parents, but people who stood in the gap for me. Now, we as a City Life family, you guys volunteer at schools in the city. I want to tell you a story about a young man I met. I'm not going to tell you his name, but his name, we'll say his name is Jake. Now, Jake is a pretty energetic kid. Sometimes he's a little disruptive, a little, little hype like some of us, like me personally. Um, and he runs up to his teacher one day. I'm not going to tell you her name either, but she's, she's, overpa- she's underpaid, overworked, very tired, and had a long day. And James says, Mrs. So-and-so, I've been so good today. And she looks at him. She says, Jake, when are you ever good? And the light falls from his eyes. I began to see the narrative of kids who grew up in Lansing and why I was a little bit different. See, Jake was told, you'll never be good. And I was told, actually, you're a champion. Started to realize that what would actually impact change in the next generation is when people stand in the gap. When kids from broken homes and broken families get to see and have vision for their life. And so City Life Youth After School is giving kids something to do after school while preparing them for life after school. We are an initiative and a movement to engage kids in organic mentoring relationships, gospel-centered ones, where, where kids get holistic change, where a mentor will go to a, a basketball game, but also bring them grocery shopping. We believe that God has created us to build a world of human flourishing, a place where all human beings can enjoy life and reflect and relate with God. But we as Christians, as his children, are called to participate in that mission where we create a world and raise children who reflect God's beauty and presence. That is our goal. That is our mission of City Life Youth after school. And so we've got to see that in some of our youth ministry already. 
But what this looks like on a very practical level, I believe the gospel is both theological and practical. Paul says that discipleship, uh, here's how he defines it in 1 Thessalonians. He says, we were committed, we cared for you as a mother and her hens. We committed um, to sharing not only the gospel, but our lives as well. And so it starts with a fun energy night, high activity, biblical teaching, team oriented, where we create a safe space for kids to engage in uh, organic relationships with mentors and others. And then these relationships are taken outside the walls. They're taken into their context. You see, we know that when children are not mentored, they're twice as likely to end up in jail, four times as likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. Lansing's youth are some of the most violent in the country. But we believe narratives can change. We believe you can participate in the changing of narratives. And so this is a movement where we step in and we say, we're here. I don't have to be smart. I don't have to be the most wise person in the world, but I will give of myself because one conversation changes one kid, which impacts a school and changes the DNA of the city. So we want to change what Lansing's known for, not to be a place of violence, but a place of dreamers and leaders. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we got Caitlin who we like to call K-Ray Cray. Here she is. Thank you. Hey guys, so my name's Caitlin K-Ray, as Jerome let you guys know. Um, a lot of you know me as the graphics and media intern, but kind of want to give you a backstory how I got here. Um, I've always grown up loving art. Um, so obviously when I went to college, I thought I was gonna go into graphic design, but insecurities crept in and I began to feel like I wasn't cut out for it. I wasn't going to ever make it. So I changed my major, thought I wanted to be a counselor instead. So I went to psych for two years. And then um, after two years, kind of was just really reevaluating whether that was really what God called me to do. Was I really doing this? Um, was God calling me to this? And so I decided to prayerfully um, just seek God on this and what he was wanting me. And in that, he clearly told me two things. He said, first, I want you to love people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're loving people, I'll bless you in it. But also, I've given you the gift to create. That's what I have gifted you in. So I want you to do that. That's how you're going to love people the best is through creating. And so through that, I was like, okay, God, I'll go back to it. And I'm going to go through that. So fast forward, here I am at City Life. I get to do stuff. Um, design, all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. And I'm also serving at Fairview Elementary School, and I love it there. Um, I'm learning more of the Father's heart for us through these kids, like how my heart just comes alive when I see these kids and um, how much I love them. And so I just see how much God loves us when I see these kids. And some of you may, may know this, but City, or City Life Lansing school districts um, have had budget cuts. And a lot of times what happens when there's budget cuts is gym and art are the first things to go. So a lot of these kids in these schools don't have our education. They're not getting um, engaged creatively in their classes. And so um, when I was walking through the halls of Fairview, just, um, I don't know, I just come alive in there and I just kind of had this idea like, what if we like had an arts program where we were able to come into the schools and give them art and be creative in their school? Um, and so that kind of just birthed out of that. And um, so from that, I want to bring it here to City Life. I want our kids to get engaged creatively because I believe that they are storytellers, they are imaginative, they are creative, um, and God has called them to be that. We are image bearers of Christ who was our creator. So we are called to be creative in so many different ways. And so I want kids to get engaged creatively inside, outside of service. Um, so my thing is called Get Creative because you're created to get creative. So I want them to get engaged creatively, come alive in that, and just love every single second of it. Thank you. 
Did you hear that? You're created. Get creative. Woo! Okay, Christy, you're up. Hi, everybody. I'm Christy. Woohoo! Jesus is awesome. Um, it's so amazing how so many of our dreams, all of our dream projects are so intertwined. Um, a little bit about me. My name's Christy. I'm 26. I'm a mom and a teacher. I love telling people that because it's all true and it's simple, but it's me. Um, something that a lot of you do not know about me is uh, both of my parents are deaf. My dad lost, progressively lost his hearing starting at the age of five and then completely at the age of nine, and my mom was born deaf. And as you can imagine, that impacted music in our house um, in an interesting way. Um, Growing up, I have two sisters, Kathy, and then the other one lives in Florida, but we would harmonize together in the car um, to the gospel greats, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond, growing in our gifts and our parents never knowing. That is until my dad got remarried to a woman who would have me sing my first solo at a church at the age of 12, and it was a Mother's Day rendition of Alicia Keys' If I Ain't Got You. Quite interesting. Um, it, so it was through music that I really encountered Christ. Um, it wasn't in a church because my parents were Jehovah's Witness, so we never went to like a church um, it, that was Christ-centered. Um, so fast forward, again, music is where I encountered Christ. It's where I gave my life to Christ through the MSU Gospel Choir uh, and my participation there. It's also through music that I received deliverance from a lot of things, sexual immorality, fear and depression, just to name a few. Um, so it's through that that God really just birthed this passion inside of me for worship music. Throughout my internship, I always felt like there was this tension because, again, my passion's music and children I teach. And so I didn't know whether I should serve primarily in Kid City or do I serve primarily in the worship department. And later on, God showed that tension to be very healthy and gave me my internship project, Kid City Worship. And what is Kid City Worship? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the Sunday worship experience only in Kid City. Why? We love worship here. How much more to send it over to the children's ministry? It teaches, just like Carla said, it teaches scripture. Think about all the things that we learn through music, our ABCs, math facts. Um, it also gives children the opportunity to lead and find the gift that's inside of them that may be music related and it could spark a relationship with Christ. It also gives our growing dream team opportunity to lead as well um, and serve children. So with that being said, I know a really cool guy who wears J's when he preaches and he told me that if you want to go faster, go alone, but if you want to go farther, go together. And so I just ask that you guys would join in, jump on this bus so that we can bring worship to Kid City and show children that you belong. All right. Thank you, Christy. Bram. You know, um, my project is called Apollo. Uh, when I started thinking about this project, I, I realized I wanted to do something that was really unique and really groundbreaking, something that had never been done before. You know, we have ministries all over the world. We have ministries in Asia, Africa, uh, the Americas, Europe, whatever. But you know where we haven't gone? The moon. Exactly. <laughs> that worked way better in the first, first service or whatever. <laughs> now, my project is called Apollo. I really, um, Apollo is really just short for the word apologetics. Uh, for those of you who don't know, apologetics uh, is just, literally just means to give a, speak in defense of something. So when we talk about Christian apologetics, we're talking about speaking in defense of the Christian faith, giving a reason for believing in the Christian faith. Um, I think that we need apologetics in the local church today. 
as our culture is becoming rapidly more diverse, um, our culture is rapidly becoming more diverse, which is awesome in a lot of ways. Uh, but that also means that we as Christians uh, need to be better educated about our own beliefs and the beliefs of others if we want to better steward the gospel where we live. Um, 1 Peter 3.15 says that uh, we should always be prepared to give a defense to anyone who asks us for a reason uh, for why we have our hope in Christ. So you see, even the Bible commands us uh, to be prepared uh, to give people a reason. Um, uh, If you are here last week, Sorry, um, I know we have a lot of, we have a lot of um, information out there about apologetics, but most people tend not to look into it because it seems really boring and uh, hard to understand. If you actually go look at a lot of the material out there, you'll notice that most of it is just um, long articles or video lectures that are two or three hours long, which is great for some people, but for most of us, you know, we don't want to spend our time, you know, going through all that crap. To, to actually learn about it. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you are here last week, you would have noticed uh, Jerome play a video by the Bible Project. These people teach the narrative of the Bible um, through short animated videos. They're really quick and fun to watch, and they give, and they get you know, like a lot of people really excited about um, reading their Bibles. <clears throat> the thing about the Bible Project is that they aren't really presenting any new information. Uh, the only thing that they do is repackage information in a way that's visually engaging and easier to follow. Um, so this is similar to what I want to do with, uh, with Apollo. I want to create video, or animated video courses that teach apologetics uh, that are in a way that uses illustrations and stories to make it more fun to learn and uh, less overwhelming. Um, yeah, amen. <laughs> I have a lot of other things to say, but whatever. That's good. That's good. Bram, I do think if, if, if Elon Musk gets us to moon, though, we're going to have to get there too, right? If, if we have a life civilization there. And I love that because uh, the gospel communicated in new methods uh, is the timeless message that people deserve. People deserve to hear it in a way that they understand. And uh, we, we shouldn't see the world telling their story so great to invite people in to be, oh, here, here's how you can come be invited. Ooh, wow, bless you. Dude, everyone has a different um, sneeze sound. Yours is up there. It's epic. It's epic. You don't even need to be mic'd up. That could be an instrument. But anyways, so, and uh, I, my aunt, she had one. She'd go, tick, tick, tick. Like, what are you doing? Sneezing, right? Um, anyways, so my last thought with that is, is just, you know, you think about the movies. They're telling a story. Um, leading people to all kinds of crazy places. What would, it be, what would it look like for Apollo to tell a bunch of stories, lead people to Jesus? How exciting is that? Next up, we got Noah. What's up, guys? Like you said, my name is Noah Maldonado. Um, I'm kind of like the, the baby of the group. Um, I'm 19 years old, so the youngest in this internship, so it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, anyways, um, growing up in Lansing, um, like as far as I can remember, like even back to elementary school, um, success wasn't really based off of money. Success was based off if your family could leave Lansing or not. And that was the narrative growing up. As weird as it sounds, you're like, money, success, I don't know, okay. Um, so if you could leave Lansing, you've made it. Like you're good. And uh, I believe that all the way up to high school, because that was the narrative. Every, every kid, um, that I met, like, oh, I'm going to move here, I'm going to move here, I'm going to move here. Um, 
and, uh, and that started to grow in my heart. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you know, that makes sense. There's, there's pain here. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Um, I, if I just move here, you know, everything will be better. If I move here, things will change. And my heart started, started to change um, when I met this group of people um, that came in um, to my high school to tutor the basketball team. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mexicans don't usually play basketball. And you're totally correct. We don't. Uh, but by the grace of God, I, I made the team that year. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, uh, I think God was calling me to something different. I don't think it was basketball. But uh, he was for sure calling me to something different. Um, and I met these people. And, and you may know them um, by Jerome, Marissa, uh, Rob, and Tina G. Um, and... Uh, and that actually extended um, into my baseball season, which is coming up, you know, the next spring after, after basketball, which baseball makes sense for Mexicans. So, um, you know, I had that. Um, and Rob G decided to be um, an assistant baseball coach. Um, and I just grew a relationship um, with him. And now I'm getting ready to graduate uh, an internship with City Life Lansing. Um, and now, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, and now you guys are in the schools as well, um, and it's just a huge impact. Like, if you don't see it, um, just know that you're making an impact when you serve in those schools. Um, so anyways, um, I wanted to create um, something um, that was a huge part of my, my growing up is fashion. Um, so I wanted to create a clothing brand. It's called LNSNG. That's Tyler's shadow. He's right there. He's pretty cool. Um, and... Uh, and so we created this, this clothing brand um, made for the city of Lansing. Um, but we wanted to go deeper with that. Um, and we want to create what I call a creative corridor um, center. So a building um, to where high school students and college students can come and have resources available to them. Um, to where they can learn everything um, from designing with new software um, to screen printing, 3D printing, um, cut and sew, um, and have material like available um, for them to use. And then also have like their own creative space to where they can just dream. Um, and then on top of that, a place where they can showcase um, what they have created. Um, so yeah, um, that's, that's my project um, that I wanna do. The time is at zero. Um, <laughs> that went by really fast, but I'll leave you with that. Um, Bloom, where you are planted, um, has impacted my life. And uh, I just believe that for the city of Lansing. So thank you. This is so inspiring because God has been stirring up in so many different people's lives that Lansing would be a place that reflected, we think that looks like God's heart. You know, it's right in the middle of the hand of God, right? The mitten, y'all. It's right in the center. And Lansing isn't an afterthought. I mean, God is thinking about the people of Lansing deeply. And so, you know, when you go anywhere in the nation, people think capital is Detroit, but it's Lansing. And when you tell people that, they're like, what? It's Lansing. Yeah, I'm from Lansing. But Detroit sounds much cooler. You make people from Detroit, right? It's awesome. I'm from Lansing. Yeah. But if, what would it look like if Lansing started to be creative and, and inspiring? And you're seeing it happen. And you know how it happens? It starts with you. It starts with us. We're in this together. So I love that. Thank you. Next up, we got Kathy. Oh, that is not my project, <laughs> but I am from Detroit, so I know how it's like, but coming to Lansing, I have been impacted so much. My project consists of mentoring our children because our children are our future. So I want you guys to picture yourself as a well in the middle of nowhere 
with a whole bunch of grass around you. And you're probably thinking, why am I here? Who made me? And what am I supposed to be doing? So two people happily come along to you and they start to make sense of who you are. They give you a rope. They give you a pail and some water because of course they know you're a well and that's what you're supposed to do, but you don't know that because no one's ever told you. So as time passes by, several people come along, they're dumping all sorts of things except for water, like Kool-Aid is something that does not belong in a well or like gummy bears, stuff like that. <laughs> you will not normally find, I love gummy bears. Um, but you're thinking, okay, wait, <laughs> this is not what I'm used to. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing because the two people in the beginning did not give me these things. One person comes to you after all those several people have came and they know what you are. They start to make sense of you again. They clean you up because you can't clean yourself up. And then you're believing in yourself again. So I like to relate that analogy as being a mentor and having a mentor because it just brings out the, having a mentor brings out the best version of yourself. And that is one main goal of the program because our children are our future. So I know for me, I used to be that well one day until several people came along, one like Christy, she's kind of encouraged me to speak more clearly and under, like, clearly, yeah, pretty much. I'm still working on it, obviously, because I can't communicate, but. <laughs> and then Marissa, she's, you know, along with a lot of other people, but she's, I know one person that's really, like, told me that my weirdness is what I think, but it's, like, one of the best parts of me, and I've truly grown into that and understood, like, that's, that's just who I am. So... I don't know if you know, but for those who have been mentored, it allows, well, it makes 90% of children want to become mentors themselves. So as we're discipled, it's our job to disciple others. And that's a huge part in life because we want to understand our purpose. And so I hope you guys are willing to jump along, but that is pretty much what my project is. Kid City Biggs, mentoring. I love it. Last, but definitely not least, we have the sign at my house that says, though she's little, though she is fierce. It's about Giselle. It's like, though Kendall is little, she is fierce. And so you better buckle up. Anyways, come on, give it up for Kendall. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be up here. Um, right now, I just want you to picture with me for a second. Picture you are from an inner city Lansing school and you're a super senior, and you only have a couple credits left to graduate, but because no one's really pushing you to graduate, you don't. You're just like, I'm not gonna go back to school, and no one really asks questions, except you work at a local quick service restaurant 24 hours a week, and you're there consistently. And 24 hours a week, you have your managers asking you, hey, what are you gonna do big picture? What are you going to do now that you're not in school? 
and they're continuously asking you these questions. And at first, your answers are, I don't know. I don't really have an example of what it looks like to think big picture. What does big picture mean? You know? And then over the course of the year, after the same managers are asking you those same questions, they're telling you they believe in you. They um, encourage you. And after that year, you, you come to your managers and you say, hey, how do I think big picture? Because what I'm doing right now, it's OK for right now. But big picture, what am I going to do? And so I've been working at Culver's since I was 16. I have a couple of people from Culver's in the house right now. Two of them have worked with me since I was 16. Um, and so that's really amazing. But when I first started working, I was a hard worker, but I was not like top of the crop at all. And then by the time I was a senior, when I was 18, there were no laws regarding how much I could work. So I was like, put me in. I'm ready to do anything. And so I was working there like 38 hours a week, going to school, and I was loving it. Like, that was my life. And now I'm an assistant manager there, and I love it because I have the opportunity to help dive into those young people that I get to work with. And I want to bring that to Lansing. I want to bring a work environment where people aren't just flipping patties because that's what they're coming into work for. They're flipping patties because they know they're serving good food for good people, and they believe what they're doing. And so, and then through that, I want to develop managers that are developing leaders. And I want to hire Lansing students from the inner city to come in. And when they're 15, because when you're 15, you're super moldable. The 15-year-olds at my work, they love working there. They'll do anything, and it's amazing. Uh, we only get them for three hours, but we love it. And so, you know, you get them in when they're 15, they're 16, and you start to teach them what it looks like to work when it's really hard and when you don't feel like doing it. Because we have 24 hours with these kids to love them, to pour into them, to hold them to a higher standard, to tell them, hey, you may not feel like working the grill right now or talking to people, but you got to do it and you got to do it well and here's why. And you can do it. I believe in you. That's 24 hours where we can create leaders and bring them into the Lansing community and bring them in from the schools and pour money into the school. So that's what I'm passionate about. That's what's been on my heart. And I get to do it every day. I work in Okemos, so I'm not in Lansing, but I still have a lot of kids that I get to pour into, and it's so amazing, and I'm excited to see that for Lansing. So that's my dream. Uh, but actually, actually, I need all of Dynasty to come to the stage right now, and I need all of you guys to stand up and clap for them because us interns have a little surprise. So stand up and clap. These people are amazing. They're so amazing. Dynasty, I need you on stage in the center, please. All of you. So this is going to be super quick because they don't know about this, so they didn't schedule this. But I just want you to know that these people have poured into us for the past 365 days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I live with Marissa. She was my mentor, and like she caught my tears so many times. She told me I was like she loved me, but I needed to like go on. And these people are so amazing. You guys don't see it, but like we dedicated an all-in internship for a year. These people are here for life. Like they believe what they're doing, and they love you guys, and they love the city. So just let's give them a hand and say thank you for everything. Man trying to make us cry up here. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um, our turn. So you guys can have a seat. You all can be seated. I'm going to call the worship team to the stage. And, um, you know, what we did is we blindfolded everybody and we took them out in the middle of the woods and we had them uh, come in a, a van and listen to some crazy music and some crazy illustration about when people die, they're either going to go to heaven or hell and they're going to meet God. It's a pretty real thing. Wouldn't you say? 
um, it's pretty serious. And so we were like, it, it, we don't take this uh, lightly. We, we take this pretty, um, pretty intensely that the gospel is so great that people have given their life for us to even be here and, to, to do this. So we, then we took off. It was in the middle of the night too, by the way. And we were, uh, we were wondering if cops are going to think we're doing crazy stuff because we got flashlights. We got a whole bunch of people tied up. They were tied. They, and, um, and so, thank you, Jesus. So maybe I shouldn't tell that, but that's what happened. But it was awesome because then we took off their blindfold and we had a time of worship right in the middle of the woods, right by the river. And we were talking about going all in for Jesus. And we uh, symbolically asked everybody for their shoes. And one of the leaders, we were, Zach was sharing about uh, how people in mission field sometimes when it's just say a signify to, uh, to give the, your life for the gospel, just, hey, just give your shoes. Come on, then I'm going to go. We're going to give everything. And we asked everyone to take off their shoes, and they did. And we gave them all a dog tag uh, to, to really embody that they're soldiers for Jesus Christ. And, um, and the last thought we want to leave you with is that, um, dude, I pray so deeply uh, that this, this wasn't a year that, that you remember is what we did, but who we loved and who we served. And um, Jesus left us with the idea of servanthood, that he, he was washing his followers' feet. And they were like, wait, we're not good enough. Do not wash our feet. Because washing of feet, that was one of the most exposed places all the time. They don't have shoes like we're rolling with. And those that would wash the feet, it was a sign of hospitality and love. But it would always be the lowest person in the house to wash the feet. But yet the highest person in the house, Jesus himself, right? The highest person was the one washing the feet. Now think of it. Jesus, okay, so amazing. He could demand our worship in a second. But yet he gave his life willingly. And so when we think of what, how success is as you move on and what success looks like daily and success for all of our life, you know what success is? Serving Jesus and serving people. And you know what serving is? Is selflessly sacrificing your life with nothing in return, period. That your life is not your own. It's been bought with a high price. And so that's, there's even a bond servant term tied to it, that you're owned by a master, Right? And you will go wash feet figuratively, literally everywhere you go for the rest of your life, no matter what marketplace you're in, where you're at, and all the adventures you're going to do here at City Life and beyond. And I pray that God would just deposit that deeply in your heart today. So as the worship team, uh, they're going to uh, lead that last song again. And uh, we're going to wash feet, and then we're going to close here. We're all going to get a chance to pray for them. And it's going to be a, a holy time. And so thank you for uh, coming and carving this time out to honor them and honor what God's doing in City Life, uh, because it's way bigger bigger than just them. It is all of us, you guys, and it is people that we haven't even met yet. Amen.
My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you make something beautiful out of me. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you make something beautiful out of me. the last verses I read to you during this internship and uh, I didn't even know they were going to choose that song this week but before we planted the church God led us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out into your own understanding because it didn't make sense um, we'd never had a job offer in ministry um, and we had 14 in one year and every other job was uh, to not to go to Lansing Eastern and the only job that said Lansing Eastern was the newspaper that said nine shootings in six days. And God was calling us to Lansing Eastern. And he was saying, hey, go love people wherever, uh, wherever people think it's dark. Man, that's my heart. I want to turn the light on, you know? People drive by Baker Street and they're like, I can't believe Baker Street. I'm like, man, they just don't know the story of greatness yet. No one ever showed them. No one ever had the city life uh, bigs in their life. They didn't know what the well was for. They didn't know that they could be loved. They didn't have all those things. And I wanted to read that verse to you. And I was so, so fitting that uh, the team chose that. And it's just amazing. But it says, my son, do not forget my teaching in Proverbs 3, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I pray that you'll always trust God. I pray that. I pray you'll never lean on your own understanding. That God will lead you places that are more fruitful and faithful than you ever could. We always have this idea in culture, what's next? What's the next season? You know what's next? I love how Furtick put it. He goes, next is now. How you do the little things well. How you're great and faithful when nobody's looking. To love people. Next is now. 
So what's next for you is now to love. Let God's love run to you and let God's love run to others. And as we asked you at the beginning to take off your shoes, right? And this whole year you've been running. And then we asked you to take off your shoes so we could cut just deposit Jesus' servanthood into you. And we want to honor you. We got some, um, we got canvases that we wrote uh, for you specially. And then we also got a gift card so you could go buy some shoes at Foot Locker. Because you got to keep running, y'all. Y'all got to keep running. And so as the church, we want to be generous to invest in you. And... We want to give you an opportunity to keep running. We're getting ready to have Love the City Week coming up in September. We're going to have our Love Runs 2 series coming up in August and into September. And it's going to be powerful, right? And we pray uh, that you'll always strap them up, lace them up. Let's go, right? Dunk for Jesus. So would you join me as we pray for uh, the interns? Because our lives have been impacted by all of them. They've been putting in so much work. And I hope you know this, when you heard their dreams, I hope you understood that there was a maker behind all of their dreams that you're intertwined with as well. Because in the gospel, our dreams aren't ours. They're Jesus's heartbeats. They don't happen on our timeline. They don't always go the way we want it to. But if we're willing to just stay in the potter's hand, he can do something great with our lives together, collectively. And so what they do, you do, and what you do, I do, we do. We do this thing together. It's a family, on mission, at war, but we fight with love, y'all, right? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the all-in internship, the first of city life. God, we pray that their lives would be marked by the gospel, to never forget, but to always remember your grace. God, that they're not normal. I pray that they would re be wrecked with your reckless love forever. God, that they will want to love people so deeply because they are loved unbelievably by you. God, that their identity would always be rooted in you. God, we ask for blessing, for your will to be done. And they will be a mighty oak tree for many to eat, for many to see, for many to have shade, to know that God is a refuge and he is a strong, mighty tower for all people. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the opportunity as a church family to invest in them this year. And we pray that they will want to run further, go deeper, impact people wider, but let it all come from that secret place, that small, still, quiet voice with Jesus saying you're loved. Thank you. God, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.